Church. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, thanks for being here and joining us for this time where we kind of connect the Sundays together, but we also have a chance to introduce um, some church members to us so that we can know them better and walk along them in life. And so, good morning, Brent. How are you? Hey, I appreciate you asking me. That's pretty early. That's uh, Tuesday morning. We're getting ready for staff meeting in just a little bit. Yeah. I've already had my coffee today, and I am excited. It's going to be a sweet day. We, you know, at our, I don't know if people know this, for the most part we do, uh, we have elder meetings at six o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays, pray for the church, and then now we have staff meetings. We moved them from Mondays now to Tuesdays. So we have staff Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. Um, sometimes we'll move it around, but mainly Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. That's been a fun change. It's been a fun shift to move it uh, over to Tuesdays, but mm-hmm. a lot of prayer going on here. So I want to encourage people as well on our, you can fill that out on your connect card. You can email elders. Uh, you can email any staff member, any prayer requests that you have. Um, but know that uh, Tuesday is a real day of prayer in the life of our church mm-hmm. for different needs. So I encourage you to take advantage of those things. And, uh, and of course, Sunday mornings we have a time of prayer at mm-hmm. 8.30 before the uh, the service begins. That's open to anybody to come join us. We usually break down into pods of like three or four and then just spend time praying for not just the pre-K ministry, the little, uh, the, the little kids' ministry, the kids' ministry, this different ministry is going to take uh, a part that day. New people that will be coming to church for the first time in a long time, those that may be far from the Lord, uh, not knowing Him at all, others that are curious, others are being invited, others have moved to Nacogdoches from all over the place. Uh, and so a lot of first times, and then others, uh, other members that have uh, just great health concerns, uh, anxieties in their life, uh, that we get to gather and, and celebrate what the Lord is doing. And that's what we're talking about as we continue on to the book of Exodus. Uh, we'll be this Sunday... Uh, on Exodus 11, 1 through 10. And you'll note in the bulletin this week that we'll also have assisted beside Exodus 11, 1 through 10, we'll have Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And we're phrasing this sermon, the God who keeps his word, uh, the God who keeps his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had this as a, several great questions have been asked through this series of how, how can God harden Pharaoh's heart that doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem just of God to do mm-hmm. that. Now, now, these people are all very sincere, and and certainly the reader, we look, and it almost kind of rubs us wrong. We, you know, Five out of the ten times, the Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart actively. And I think if we were all being honest, we would say, I'd feel better if that was ten out of ten Pharaoh was hardening his own heart. Right. You know, we read those, and we kind of almost, I almost kind of sigh, like, okay, there's nothing i got to unpack here. Then you get to those part where, the Lord hardens his heart, uh, basically strengthens Pharaoh's resolve to do what he actually wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then the judgment happens, the plague, the strike against him happens, uh, or, or Egypt as a whole. And then uh, his his uh, will power dissipates. <laughs> he longs for relief. And yet then the Lord, either he actively hardens his heart uh, or the Lord gives him the resolve, hardens his heart. And what does a hardening of the of the heart look like? It looks like a desire of avoidance mm. uh, of God's word and God's way, and I think mm. for me, it's a really helpful thing to keep in mind because we wouldn't probably describe the faithful neighbor or family member or friend who is really successful in life and kind, a sweet personality. We wouldn't usually describe a person like that as a, a person of hardened heart, right? Uh, but the avoidance and the running from the word and way of the Lord. So, where we're going to look at on Sunday is we unpack. That in reality, God is simply keeping His word. He promised Abraham that He would bless those who bless uh, He and His descendants, those in the covenant, and He would curse those who curse Him. Mm-hmm. And Egypt has entered into a season led by Pharaoh uh, and their pharaohs of cursing the people of God uh, and ultimately the God who represents them. 
and and uh, and they and God keeps His promise. And Egypt experiences the consequences of that. And God is just to bless those who bless them and curse those who curse them. And Egypt becomes a very real demonstration of this. So that's a that's going to be a big uh, take home that we have. Uh, is the trustworthiness of God is demonstrated in the plagues of Egypt hmm. uh, and through His judgments? That He's a God who keeps His word. Now that's a good thing when we live in a life of uh, when we struggle to keep our own word ourselves, but we also live in a world of ever shifting words. Yeah. This leads us into uh, a little bit of reflection I want to take on this past Sunday. Hmm. Uh, Steve, would you tell us a little bit about what what kind of goes into something like that? Of uh, you know, I know you speak a lot about trying to maximize the abilities of our congregation, uh, the worship team reflecting our congregation mm-hmm. uh, and the giftings therein. So that was the first time that I've actually been a part of a worship service that had a lot of uh, strings involved with it. Can you tell us a little bit about what went into that? Um, and I know this Sunday, give us a little taste this Sunday. I know we're going to have the choir up, the mm-hmm. worship choir, and you're always, I'll make the plug for you, you're <laughs> always looking for people to come be a, yeah. be a part of that mm-hmm. uh, that team. So can you give us some insights into those that, that people may not be able to see on the surface? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Lord uniquely creates each local body, each local church body, and the Lord has has crafted our body of believers uh, to be a very unique people, where we have different skills, different talents, different passions, desires, even different history, and uh, and and that kind of thing uh, within the church. And so. Um, it doesn't make sense for our worship to be cookie cutter like every other church down the road. We want to be um, representative of who we are as a body. And so within our church, as, as most of us know, there are a lot of university students who are instrumentalists or vocalists um, at SFA and are, are learning to, to, to hone that craft. Um, and so we want to be able to see, you know, folks that are, that are skilled in that way, be able to use their, their unique skills, um, to, to enrich, um, the musical worship of the church. So, so we did that, um, this past Sunday in a, in a way we haven't done before, um, by using a, 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 a string section. And so kind of the, the work that goes into that is, uh, being able to arrange parts specifically for our group. We need a cellist. I'm going to go ahead and say that you know, we're asking cellist. for help. We need a cellist. We need someone who plays the cello. Um, but, uh, so we had kind of a unique group there with violins, violas, and a, and a, and a double bass, uh, but no cello. So, um, so that took some careful writing and arranging, um, uh, Josh Coe, one of the guys in our, mm. in our ministry, a professor at SFA, but also, um, you know, a, a faithful brother here who yeah. is serving, um, and he arranged these parts and That's got that incredible. stuff ready. And yeah, it's really, really amazing. So, um, so he wrote specifically for this uh, unique ensemble that we had. Um, and yeah, I feel like it was helpful to support congregational singing. That's the purpose. It's not there to, you know, to be a spectacle, but mm-hmm. there to help us sing, you know, and inspire us to see the beauty in the words that we're singing. So, um, so yeah, what a blessing to me. I mean, it's a blessing to me personally, and I hope to the rest of the church as well. But um, hopefully, we're going to continue doing some of that in the future, and um, and look to to expand some of those things in, in other ways. Um, which could I talk about Christmas Eve? Would hey, that be okay? Have at it. Christmas yeah. Eve is on the twenty fourth of December yeah, this year. Every year, it's kind of weird <laughs> how that happens. Um, yeah, so we're we're hoping to to do something uh, similarly special. <laughs> um, uh, for Christmas Eve, where we're going to have some string players, but we may also add some woodwinds or some brass, depending on who's around, who's available. 
we know that's a time of year that people travel, so yeah. we're doing our best to 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 find folks who will be here and uh, plug them into to doing mm-hmm. that. It'll be a sweet service, less than an hour in yeah. length, uh, at four o'clock on Christmas Eve. We're also going to have uh, a children's choir that's going to lead one song for us during during that Christmas Eve service, cool. which will be really special. So, um, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good time. We're participating in the Lord's Supper. That's right. Um, we'll set it up with our normal service structure, a God, man, Christ response, and uh, worship the Lord as we uh, get ready to spend time with family, remembering uh, the coming of our Savior. Yeah, and I think it's uh, by popular demand, the candlelight service is coming back. Hey, that's, yo. That's right. The candles will be I'm going excited. on. I love fire, though. They so. have, I know. <laughs> well, you're my biggest concern, but they'll be... It should be. Sarah was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to have how many children with me with fire? Yeah. But we'll have, uh, we did buy some pretty cool candles and have a pretty big guard on them. Uh, but this will be a, this is going to be a fun service. So I encourage you if you're around at all in Nacogdoches that time, or maybe even if you're able to adjust your plans and call dibs on hosting, uh, this is going to be a great, uh, great service. It'll be a full service. It'll be sweet. Um, and just a, a sweet remembrance of what the Lord, uh, the gift of Christ, and the one that we're, we've been awaiting for. And, and as we bridge the gap, as the Lord's Supper does that too, we, we look forward and are awaiting His second coming yeah. uh, in that time. Well, I'm excited to hear, uh, I know you had an opportunity to sit down with Daryl and Allison Thornton, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited to, to hear about that myself. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it's sweet. It's their special couple who serve all over the place uh, at our church, yeah. and so... Uh, so, church, we'll see you this Sunday, but you enjoy this uh, this time with Daryl and Allison.
Well, today I have the blessing of sitting down with Daryl and Allison Thornton. Thanks for being here to talk a little bit with us. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, this is a kind of a cool time to be able to um, to introduce some folks to the congregation, and so we have the the this this platform to be able to have church members share their story, share a little bit about um, their experience at Grace Bible Church, and that allows people within the church to get to know others more quickly. Um, so that as we post this and your pictures up there, um, people see you at church, they'll know who you are, know. Uh, a little bit about about your story, and I think that only helps the the church. So thanks for taking time to do this and help us with that. Um, and so just kind of getting right into it, I'd love to just talk a little bit about how both of you were, were raised, how your church experience, how you came to know Christ, that kind of thing. So um, so they're fighting right now over who's going to go first, and maybe I should flip a coin, but I'm going to say ladies first. So, uh, so he wins. Yeah, I uh, yeah, you're welcome. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, Allison, if you wouldn't mind, maybe just sharing a little bit about your church experience, your your life growing up, and then how you came to know Christ. Um, so, growing up, um, my family went to church when I was little, like preschool, kindergarten. Um, my parents had a set of twins um, when I was seven, and my mm-hmm. sister was five. And I want to say it was probably about that time that we stopped going to church. Like, it just got really kind of crazy. Um, one of my brothers wasn't uh, healthy when he was born. And I'm just going to guess that that's why we stopped going. Um, but it wasn't until junior high or so that I was in junior high. I'm the oldest of four, um, that my mom started looking for a place to take us. Um, definitely she initiated the whole thing. Um, and we went to all kinds of different kinds of churches. I mean, there was a Lutheran church and a church of Christ and there was, um, a, a, Church of Latter-day Saints at one point. I mean, when I say, like, she was just open. <laughs> um, but we settled in on a Church of Christ where my dad agreed to go with us. And uh, from junior high on, that's where we went. Um, and I want to say that that was probably, you know, and they continue to go um, to a Church of Christ where they are now. Um, when I came to college, I um, was introduced to some friends uh, that were part of crew at the time it was campus crusade for Christ. And that I would say is where I really was able to make, um, my faith, my own. Um, I looked at the Bible and understood what they were teaching and that it just, it clicked. It made sense. The Holy spirit just really sort of led me to see this is the truth. Um, and, um, through you know, Campus Crusade for Christ and Jerry and Pam McCune were leading it at the time. And mm. um, I got connected to Grace there while mm. I was in college. Um, yeah. And so that's how I ended up here. That's awesome. All right, Daryl, you're not getting off easy. It's your turn now. <laughs> um, I was raised in a Baptist church from day one. Um, Mom taking me to church and dad going when he could and so forth. And uh, we moved to Houston and continued to a Baptist church there. And then from there, we moved to a Bible church in Houston. Um, I don't remember why. And then uh, I kind of jumped around there, went to college. I didn't, I still, I worked, went to college in Huntsville, Sam Houston State. 
That's a, it's a dirty word around here, I think. <laughs> well, I am sitting in orange chairs. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, um, but I always went back home for the weekend, so we went to uh, the Bible church there, and then Alice and I got engaged, and I moved to Nacogdoches and been at Grace pretty much ever since. I think you That was in 99. We tried. We went to Oak Grove Baptist a couple of times mm-hmm. and then ended up settling at Grace. Oh, I yeah. want to say we did, you know, I guess explore the options of, you know, was there somewhere else we wanted to go that was Baptist related, but mm-hmm. um, it was pretty easy to settle in here. Yeah. yeah. And so at what point uh, kind of in that journey would you say you, I mean, obviously raised in the church, but um, at what point do you think you really understood grace? You understood your need for Christ? Uh, it was it was actually my freshman year in college um, due to the fact I went to Mississippi my first year in college and stayed with my grandparents. Of course, attended a Baptist church there. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, they, the evening service was more um, school. The preacher mm-hmm. brought a whiteboard down to the floor. He got off his pulpit, and he had notes and everything on the on the whiteboard. Did you call it training union? That's what we called it in my old Baptist church. It was training union. I don't even know what that means, but that was the <laughs> old Baptist thing that they said. Well, I'll just say it's been a few years ago. <laughs> I don't remember what they call it. it was in, I guess it would be 96. Yeah. It was. So that's when everything started clicking for me, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. Like I almost didn't want to go to Sunday morning anymore. I just wanted to go Sunday evening because mm-hmm. that's where I learned. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand community then, but <laughs> it didn't matter. I was mm-hmm. I was enjoying yeah. Sunday evenings, and that was it was pretty neat. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, so help me out one more time. So you moved here. How long do you think you've been at Grace now? Since 1999, for me, Allison's been since... I, I came in 90s, I guess started at Grace in 97. I, okay. I started school, college in 96, and it was about a year later. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I was like second year Crosspoint kid. Like before it was called Crosspoint, when they had a college ministry that they had just started, um, where was they it, were cooking meals in the kitchen, I was like the was second it, generation. Was it John Cook? Uh, John Cook was here, yes. We were meeting, but... Um, there was somebody it was else. Bruce there. Wilson and John yeah. Cook. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So more than 20 years, you guys <laughs> have been here. Uh-huh. And you have some kids. How old are your kids? 17. Liana's 17. Brooks is 15. And Kanan's 14. Okay. And good job, Daryl. You <laughs> passed. <laughs> so uh, so you've you've had children here at Grace. Raised so, in the church, correct. Yeah. And so um what what has that what has that been like for you guys? I mean, I know like Daryl, you and I've had lunch before and had dad conversations and about you know I've even asked you know for your for your perspective as you know you're a few years ahead of me uh, with with my with my kids and so um, you know what has that been like for you? What are the kind of the most important things that you guys have been trying to instill into your children? And then how has the church maybe helped you in some of those things? Can I go first? Go. <laughs> um, before we even had kids, uh, there was a group of, I mean, the women's ministry has always been, um, I want to say just a, an important part of grace. And then it quickly became an important part of my life. Hmm. And there were women who were a good five or 10 years ahead of me. And I watched and I learned. Um, and I remember 
just really respecting some of you know the way that they parented, and I saw the difference in um, how these women parented versus the way I was parented. I wanted to be more like them. I wanted to raise my kids um, in a way that was uh, biblical, and um, and and that was very instrumental, I think, in um, you know how we decided to raise our own kids. Um, mm-hmm. I would you know call these ladies and ask for advice. Um, we would do Bible study books about raising children, you know, together. Uh, there was just so much more, so much support and, and mentorship that happened unofficially. Yeah. Um, that was just um, very impactful mm. um, as a young mom staying at home with three kids, less than, you know, three and under. Mm. <laughs> I remember you talking about playgroups. Playgroups yeah. was a very yeah. escape, of, I guess, from the everyday uh, monotonous <laughs> diaper changes and <laughs> crying kids and always tired. Yeah. We always looked for a way to get out of the house. And so a group of moms would come and meet in the children's wing and, um, let our kids play on the playground once a week. Hmm. Uh, one of the moms was a member and just had a kit, uh, had a key and would open it up and we'd all just use the playground and let the kids run around and us moms could sit around and talk. And it was a fenced in area. <laughs> so <laughs> it's harder for the kids to escape. And, um, yeah, lots of community building happened there. And like you said, when you're at home Monday, you know, Sunday through Saturday with your three little kids and, um, you look for ways to get out of the house and, um, it was a, a fun time for the kids and, and, a adult conversation for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the ways that you serve in the church. Um, well, Daryl, I'll just start with you. I kind of see you everywhere, whether it's putting out some technology fire or, <laughs> or, or, um, you know, just helping to watch over, you know, kids crossing the street. You know, what are some of the ways that, that you're serving and maybe some of the, the ministries you're involved in? Um, so I guess I am Grace Bible Church IT department. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, anytime I get a call, I'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, maybe not immediately, but it depends on the problem. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and then there's Grace Guardians. Uh, that is a a security group, a group of 20 people that volunteer their time to serve during major church events, such as Sunday morning services, Wednesday night services. And then if we can find somebody, we'll serve in some of these other events, such as Sunday evening events or even uh, women's ministry. They have two events happening, so... Mm -hmm. Um, so there's those happening and we, we keep a lookout. Um, I would consider us part of the connect team. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we are the, um, sheepdogs of the connect team. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so assistance, right. So we will, um, we will help folks that need help to walk upstairs, um, we will do um, on Wednesday keep nights. Our, keep our, keep our eyes out for strange events. We will help kids on Wednesday night cross a, a dark road mm-hmm. where those college kids like to go really fast up and down. <laughs> yeah, 
see if they can launch their car on the speed bumps. Yeah. Um, yeah, helping to promote, you know, just general safety on our campus when there's a lot of people here. And right. we really appreciate, you know, all that you're you're doing there. Um, we know that, um, you know, there, there are many unforeseen things that can happen in a big gathering of people. And to know that there's a group of guys that are there just to, to help make sure that things operate smoothly and women. Thank you. Group Thank of, you. I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean group of people is what I meant to say. <laughs> you know, hey, you guys is like a, hey, everybody. But anyway. Yeah, not not being exclusive there. So, but uh, a group of people that are they're helping to ensure safety and and making sure that things are uh, are running smoothly. And so, uh, thank you for helping with that, um, Allison. What are you involved in? Hmm. Are you involved with Grace Guardians also? I am. Yeah, I am involved in Grace Guardians. Yeah. Um, Daryl and I serve together a lot. Um, sometimes individually. Um, I. We try to put the married couples together. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's nice to be able to serve together and then be able to go to church together. Yeah. Um, we have started attending a small group again. We gave up small groups for a couple of years because we knew that getting the Grace Guardians kind of going, we mm-hmm. decided to make that our ministry for a while. Um, but to be honest, you know, even after being here for so long, I think he and I both started feeling a little disconnected. I mean, we know people, um, but to actually... S- spend an hour on, you know, one evening or a couple hours in an evening to really just talk with friends. It's hard to make time to do that, to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, um, uh, some friends got together and decided to, to, you know, meet, we, we were invited to go to and decided that it was time to do that again. Um, so we are part of a small group. Um, and, uh, just this fall, um, for the first time, women's Bible study has started meeting on Wednesday during lunch, mm-hmm. um, which now that I work full time, that has been um, so refreshing mm. to be able to attend that again. I, when the kids were little, I'm not kidding, Canaan was six weeks old. I hauled that baby off into a car seat and put and brought him to, to, to church so I could come to Wednesday morning Bible study. Yeah. Um, and when they got older and I went to work full time, that was something I really missed. Um, so being able to do that at lunch, um, mm. has been really great. So that's cool. What small group are you guys a part of? It's a secret one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, there's actually a group of us of church members in the Douglas community. Oh yeah. So, so we meet out there. We meet out there and it's actually, they're all, well, high school, they're all high school age kids that are our parents of. And that's yeah. Okay, cool. We have similar age kids. Yeah. Cause that'll be a little bit of a trek to get here for like mm-hmm. childcare and that kind of stuff. So oh, no, it's yeah. great. We all have really big vehicles cause we have lots of teenagers. So we, um, one of us leaves the small group to go get everyone's kids who can't drive. Nice. And bring them back. So, so like a served, rotating yes. thing. Yeah. Wow. We served last taxi. Wednesday. And so we just brought everybody's kids home. When he says we served, he means we served with Grace Grace. Guardians. So we were here on duty, not in a small group. And we just hauled all the kids back out to Douglas when we were done. Man, I have to take some lessons from (laughs) y'all. Because our group, we've got like like 22 kids just in our group. Um, We are are filling the earth. uh, Yeah, you are. (laughs) Single-handedly. And uh, anyway, so like, yeah, we should just get like a flatbed trailer and just like tote all the kids, <laughs> uh, like strap them down to something, some tie, you know, tie downs. Mm-hmm. Just it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna learn from your group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, car seats, whatever. I don't know if you need. Yeah, it was Grace Guardians thinking about car seats. Um, anyway, so uh, well, that's awesome. So 
what's that kind of been like for you guys? How how's that? You know, you mentioned kind of feeling disconnected, so now getting back involved, you know, with a small group. Uh, now that Grace Guardians has kind of gotten, you know, a little 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 uh, some feet under it, I guess mm-hmm. is the the way to say that, or some momentum. Um, how has that blessed you guys being a part of that group? Um, really, our group is uh, just we pray for our kids. Mm-hmm. We uh, pray through scripture for our kids. We get together, we talk about issues. Usually, it's about our kids' issues, <laughs> and, and then we uh, we'll we'll sit down and and pray through scripture mm-hmm. for our kids. And so it, it's been nice. Um, it, we're, we've only, we've only met twice. We missed the third one because we we served for Grace Guardians. But yeah. uh, I don't know. You'd have more words to say that, about that. Than <laughs> I, I always would. have more words to say <laughs> than you do. Um, I would say that at this stage of life, when your kids are in high school, when you know that they're experiencing um, uh, things like classmates who are vaping, classmates who are concerned about their sexuality and, and don't understand, don't, or confused about their sexuality, mm-hmm. um, uh, or going 75 miles an hour down the, the road because the, they're driving and they're 16 and 17 now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you just start to realize how important prayer is going to be going forward, that as yeah. they leave the nest, that our influence gets less and less. And so we just, um, feel like the, the time in prayer is going to be increased more and more yeah. um, as we learn to let go. Mm. That's been a trick, learning to let go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe for, um, so, you know, Daryl and I have shared, shared a few lunches and we've talked about kids and, you know, priorities and things that are important to our, to our families. Would you, would you, Maybe just share um, uh, some encouragement to 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 a family that let's let's we'll make we'll make a straw man here and we'll, we'll call him Stephen uh, and uh, you know you got four kids that are you know eight and under and um, you know things are already getting hard and as things you know as they your kids grow and they mature and they learn things and they're just making their own decisions and. That kind of thing. Um, obviously, you guys are mentioning prayer, but is there any any advice you'd give? Um, things that you guys have have maybe set up for for your children to rhythms with your children, or any things that um, that you guys have some kind of structure, or anything with your kids that would be helpful to share with other people trying to figure this parenting thing out. Uh, one would be get involved with your church, because. Yeah. Your family is only two. So you know, we have three kids, so that's zone defense. That's not man on man. <laughs> and so if you have a church that you really are plugged into, then your family has now grown. Yeah. And so you can um, you can pretty much depend on that family. Yeah. Time of need, whatever that need is. Uh, you've got an emergency and you need to take your kid to someone's house for just a couple hours while you go take care of an emergency situation whatever that might be, that's nice. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's family. Mm. Um, or as kids are concerned, uh, involve them in everything that you do. Mm. If any tasks that you do, uh, it will slow guys down. It will drive a lot of guys crazy, but, <laughs> but it's so worth it. Yeah. Um, give know, us an example. Oh, changing brakes on your car. Yeah. 
Installing a bathtub. Installing bathtubs. <laughs> I had Kanan help me drop a bathtub in to install it. Uh, I actually had Kanan help me replace the struts on that on a RAV4 we had. Yeah. Uh, so just it's going to slow you down, but it's so worth it. Yeah. It gives them experience, sees them, shows them how to do things, mm -hmm. and they're hanging out with you. Yeah. Doing things productive. Yeah, that's cool. So, anything you'd add, Allison? trying to think about the word that I want to say, but um, I guess don't belittle your influence. And belittle is not the right word. Don't um, negate your own influence with your kids, but also mm. the influence of others in the church. Mm -hmm. um, all of the college students who have poured into our children have mm. had a mighty impact. Um, but, but to know that the time you spend with your kids to, to ask them about their day, to, to talk to them, you know, about what interests them, Sometimes it's more difficult than others because what interests them doesn't always interest you. <laughs> but, but to know, like, I mean, as an example, the other, just last night, um, Liana left to go and, and support a friend who was um, in an emotional turmoil, as teenage girls tend to be. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I was like, you know, I don't mind you going, but, but where's her, where are her parents? And she said, um, she doesn't have a family like we do. Hmm. So, you know, just know that your kids hear you and hmm. they listen. And and to have, you know, the influence that you have now, you know, when they're little, mm -hmm. it pays off later. It's hard, but every every stage has its own difficulties, but it has its own blessings, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need that reminder because I, like, I feel like my kids are growing up too quickly. and But I know there's sweet times ahead, but dang. <laughs> it's getting it's getting hard to watch them grow up but well, i appreciate y'all sharing that um if no one else needed to hear it i appreciate you sharing with me um but um yeah i just want to say how much i'm i appreciate both of you and um how you you know serve all over the place doing things that probably most of us don't even know that you're doing um we appreciate y'all working i mean a lot of those things you mentioned that you're doing are are behind the scenes and so um, thank you for, for helping get this podcast on. <laughs> Daryl uploads this every single week. And so, uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, and, um, and we're just so grateful for, for all that you're doing for the church and just grateful to, to know y'all and, uh, to watch you parent. You know, I get to watch you from afar. I love watching your kids. Your kids are, uh, mature and always kind to my children. I love how they, you know, Liana will always greet Asa. She just, you know, um, I just... I love it. So um, anyway, grateful for y'all. Thank you for coming in and, and sharing with the church. Thank you.